Welcome back to Cannabis is Spiritual. Greg Gross. Colette Patricia. <laughs> yes. What's going on? <laughs> Just literally out here living my best life. It's raining in California, so the, the plants are being watered. It's a good day. It is good. Um, you said you could go off the cuff with this. So I was on Instagram, the gram. The gram. Who's your favorite person to follow on Instagram? Oh, I don't want to answer that question. No, why? <laughs> don't say like, you know, like Kim Kardashian. I wouldn't no. like, I'd be like, oh. Uh, who's my favorite person on the Instagram? I don't know. I don't know. There's like a couple weird accounts that it's like it's not a real person. It's just like inspiring memes. And like I'm that's waiting. probably my favorite thing. But what is it? Give, <laughs> give her people. What do you like? What's Colette like on Instagram? What? I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> Why is that a hard question? I don't know. Are you high? <laughs> <laughs> What's your... Um, I'm going to wait. Oh, oh, there's this one account that I like, which is called soul threshold and whoever manages that account posts really cool like spiritual stuff i don't know i'm into weird stuff so i don't okay. know it might not be everyone's cup of tea is that funny i i like sports center <laughs> no I'm kidding that's not my favorite um joe rogan is fascinating and he posted a long i don't like accounts where they just they have really long text because i like looking at a photo but i like comments sometimes when they're good joe rogan he says this he says i don't believe and he uses marijuana which what should we use cannabis always 100 percent of the time you should never ever ever under any circumstance use the word that starts with an m it's okay cannabis. so <laughs> i'm going to read from joe rogan himself uh the fear factor guy he's Remember? so much more than a fear factor <laughs> guy come on <laughs> Joe, it was awesome. Fear Factor. That I mean, was the Fear awesome. Factor was awesome. No, he's and like, wait, I know Joe Rogan's comedy act is amazing because he's smart. Like, he's just, a, yeah, anyways, I like him. Um, he said, he's talking about this insane way of thinking that still exists. And he says, the freedom to explore your own consciousness mm. should be a basic human right. Mm. And anyone that denies you that freedom doesn't deserve to be in a position of leadership. Preach. I think this is about Joe Biden talking about how this shouldn't be legal. I don't believe cannabis is for everyone, but I believe in a society where you're free to explore what works for you and what doesn't. We all know people who should never drink alcohol, and we all know people who can enjoy a casual drink without any problems. Life is messy. You have to figure out what works for you, and the only way you can do that is if you have the freedom to try things. Cannabis has made me a more sensitive person it's enhanced my feelings on positive aspects of community and made me more af affectionate and compassionate. It also has caused me to think and say a lot of really stupid shit and occasionally get really paranoid. It should be respected and treated with caution. But to say it should not be legal is to say that you believe our incredibly flawed legal system should be able to punish people for using a psychedelic plant that people have been enjoying for thousands of years. This is ignorant way of thinking and i don't think it has any place in a polite society it's 2019 and it's time to change um as he read that as i read that i i i wrote something and i asked colette to, to share this as well but and these are just i mean this isn't everything but i said discovering cannabis was like a tool that god used to introduce himself to me mm. 
I had met him before, sure, but I didn't really know him well until Spa Day Vegas 2017. I got my medical card in 2013, but hadn't really felt help with cannabis until this point of Spa Day. Then I started to feel, I slowed down, I began to share more, I began to love more, I began to enjoy life more, I moved to the beach, I got a membership at the spa, and I started to go outdoors. Cannabis in my system seems to just put me in a more meditative space where I'm able to connect with God and the people around me in better ways. That's Joe Rogan, that's Craig Gross. Colette, what has it done for you? Well, my experience is so different because I've been smoking weed since I was 17. And so, you know, most of my relationship to cannabis was unconscious because there was no other conversation ever in the space around it being used for any kind of intention. Even recreation medical at the time was still just like, you just buy some weed. But No, you um, don't. Not if you were like, loved God. Oh, no. well, yeah, I did love God, but I still bought weed. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm judging. A lot of I'm judging. I know. Of course you're judging. Of course you're judging. So, Wait, at what age? 17. You started? Mm-hmm. My brother got me high for the first time. How old was he? He's a year older than I am, so he was 18. And do you believe that it, it ruins your your mind? Is like I know the studies on kids. Have you... Oh, I don't have kids, so I always hesitate to say anything in regards to kids. But I do... I don't think it ruined my mind. I think that it opened my mind, actually. Like, okay. I think... I, I'm happy that I started when I did, for sure, um, instead of younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I don't know. I think that it contributed to, I mean, it, it's been such a huge part of my life for so long, you know, like. I so used, you guys are buying it illegally where? Yes. Oh, who knows? No, no like where are you Wherever. Living? Yeah. So, I mean, you, for the first several years, like my brother and his friends would always just give me weed. Like, where do you growing up? This was in Pennsylvania. Okay. So in Pennsylvania, what? This is 90, 80? Uh, oh, come on. I'm not that old. 80? This is like 2000-ish. Oh, 17. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm thinking when you were born. Like, oh. so, okay. So. Like in the t- early 2000s. Okay. 2002, 2003. So, yeah, we started smoking weed, and it was just fun. Just like so much fun, and you just laugh. Like the early stages of smoking weed, regardless of when you start, like it just makes you giggle. And it's like, that's so fun. And that's medicine. And so like yeah. nowadays when I'm talking to people that have never smoked it and they're in a little bit of an older generation, like I get so excited about that early stage because the giggles is what, yeah. like that's what jumpstarts the healing process, in my yeah. opinion, when it comes to like this emotional and spiritual elements of cannabis. So so that's your first. That was my first. So, so <laughs> let's just say here, because we're talking about spiritual. Mm-hmm. We didn't say we can't have fun with this as well. Right. Like we're yeah. talking, yeah, there's plenty of uses for it. Yeah. Uh, but so fun is, fun is sometimes just laughing yeah. is. It's medicine. I mean, couples that I've given it to have never, they've told me they've never laughed more and they've never enjoyed sex more. Yeah. It's, it's. It's medicine in so many different ways. And I think that having an intelligent relationship to the plant is what's important. So you can bring the intention of recreation to using cannabis. And that's great. I I encourage that, especially for new people and new users as they approach cannabis. But um, it's really just the unconscious part of it where people are just are habitually smoking and habitually using it in a way that just it saturates the endocannabinoid system. And it's just not leveraging itself for as much power. I mean, and obviously that's a little bit different if you're using it for a specific medical cause or, or any of those. I'm just talking about the habitual, blind, sort of unconscious, I just want to smoke and get high all the time. Which that's what I did. So this is not you? in judgment. That was my life, you know. Uh, so, Like unproductive? 
Oh yeah, and just perpetuating like, like, cycles of you, depression. Did you and graduate like, high school? I did graduate high That's school, good. yeah, and I went to college. And I mean, I was definitely an overachiever. I probably would have achieved a little bit more if I wasn't smoking so much weed in college. Um, but that, you know, at the same time, it is what it, you know. It's all divine and perfect. But so, when did this start for you? So I recognize I got to the point finally about in like 2015, 2016, or no, 2014 or 2015 that. The cannabis was contributing to unpleasant experiences more consistently or if not all the time. So it got to the point that every single time I was smoking, I was having an uncomfortable anxiety, panic, paranoia experience. So then I kind of took a break from it and then would kind of go back and forth. And then I used it for a while. I got my medical card in 2015 in California um, for depression, for anxiety. I was going through like a horrible season of my life and the cannabis was the only thing that could get me to stop crying. Like I was in such a rough time and it was the only thing that I could use that would get me to stop crying and to like get up out of bed and to clean my house and just to be at least somewhat productive. So I just moved to California. I didn't have a job yet. So just like being at home a lot perpetuated a lot of this stuff. But I started to recognize the difference between this unconscious relationship I had with cannabis in college and then now cultivating this intentional use of it. And even though, you know, I was still in a lot of these depressive states and struggling with these heavy, heavy moods, the cannabis all of a sudden became such a tool for me to help overcome in the day to day. And then now about two years ago was when, or 18 months ago was when I really started to develop this intentional use of cannabis in a way that's going to serve me. So whether that's for emotional wellness, um, for managing anxiety and then ultimately depression, but then incorporating it into a spiritual practice and like allowing God to speak to me through my experiences on cannabis. So I started writing, you know, after I was like, I would get high, be high for a little while, meditate, whatever, have this experience or this emotional experience to God. And then I would just start writing and I just would get so many downloads and like what you're saying, downloads, but in the sense of not in this, this is the voice of God, but it's just like, here's the stream of, of consciousness writing that would just literally flow out of me. And when I look back over my journals, it's like, these are, deep and big profound mysteries of the universe that I'm contemplating with cannabis in my yeah. system, but like in a way that it actually makes sense. Um, and so after that, then going from this unconscious relationship to then now having this conscious relationship and just having such a deep respect for the plant and loving it comes with the awareness that sometimes cannabis doesn't always serve me. Like sometimes yeah. it's uncomfortable for me to be high. And so you know, even under your encouragement to trust the plant more yeah. and, and to use it in, a, in more settings and, and trust myself with it in my system um, is still an evolution of this relationship to cannabis. And I'm still growing and still learning yeah. about the ways that it can help me. But you took what you were doing. I think we talked about it last episode, took what you were doing in private. And then you started where we met. You were doing a guided meditation with cannabis mm-hmm. and basically showing what you do. Mm-hmm. But how is that? change so we've seen it but how is that you know you hear what joe rogan says what i've said how is how has this changed you for the better well i just feel like especially bringing it to people in a space of meditation like that and and just like introducing the concept of feeling your body and like feeling the energy in your body as you meditate with cannabis in your system it just has affirmed what you know, even in the last episode when you asked me if I ever doubted what I experienced. And it was like, I didn't doubt it, but I also knew that I, I have a devotion for God. Like, I come to this 
plant already with a love in my heart for God and for, for the universe and for humanity. And so I just sort of thought maybe it was my experience and it wasn't really replicable for other people. And so when I started holding guided meditations using cannabis, um, it has given me an opportunity because I smoke too when I'm holding these cannabis yeah. meditations. And so I'm in that space completely with everybody that's in there. And it's allowed me to get myself out of the way and just allow this stream of consciousness guidance to come through, which sounds a little, you know, woo woo for yeah. sure. But um, yeah, it's just, it's continued to affirm that I'm on the right path. You know, I remember the first email that I sent to my small, you know, group of people that follow me and pay attention to what I'm doing. And it was like the announcement that I smoke weed and that I, I yeah. am a cannabis coach and I'm going to help people with cannabis. And it was like, it felt like such a terrifying thing to send this out to my little email list because the conditioning of cannabis being a sin was so overwhelming. And like, even though I knew that I'd been hiding it from everyone because I've been smoking it for yeah. so long, but like just that act of sending that out and saying that this is where I'm at. And then the way that God has continued to affirm me that this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. It's like the cannabis itself. It just has, it can, it changed my life and yeah. it continues to change yeah. my life. It's not just once and done. Like every season, it brings a different element to that season of life. Yeah. Yeah, and I think learning to, to trust it more. Mm. Um, I, uh, I think that's what, you know, as we keep these conversations going, I think what you're going to see, I hope people see, like I've, I put everything to the test. Like, like I'll try anything before I ask you to try it. Like I'm not going to bring, you know, I brought my wife into this after, you know, my journey and a lot of that, was her seeing things change, not me just saying, you got to do this. Right. But like, I mean, even last week, a couple weeks ago, you saw me speak on a stage that I've never spoken before. And I've spoken on a lot of stages in the church and I've never taken cannabis before that. But I was like, I'm just gonna, like, why not? Like, I'm gonna try this. And you know, before that, that's where I'm like, one, I think I have permission to do this whenever I want to do this. And I'm not looking for anyone else to give me that permission. Mm. Um, and then it's like, do I trust this? And so one other, I was, I think I told you the story. I was a summer camp speaker, like way back in the day um, at church camps. I mean, I did that forever. And then recent, last summer, I got asked to do that. And I was like, I don't do this anymore. But my son and his friend could go and it was a sports camp. It was in Wisconsin. Um, oh, that's awesome because we like that. So anyway, so I went. And when you're a summer camp, have you been to summer camp? Uh, not as a participant, but as like a small group leader. Oh, small group. Yeah. Okay, so you have a theme and you get the t-shirt. And so this was like, you know, God is something. I don't, I don't know. They're, they're whatever. I don't even, this was, there were five key words. So I was like, oh, okay, so five talks, five topics. And so go, you know, and so what do you just Google it or open up the Bible? You know, you're just like, how do, what? So one day I'm flying. And so for me, Relaximants. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Breeze Mints today. <laughs> uh, I just mentioned them because I love them. So they, they're these five milligram mints that for me, flying, and I never really wanted to call it anxiety or panic attacks or just my headspace. But when I was going through all my stuff and sickness, all that stuff just escalated. So I found whenever, still to this day, uh, when I fly, I'm almost always will will have cannabis, mm -hmm. and five milligrams of a breeze mint um, just does the job. 
and so you say hi. I, I don't like saying hi a lot because then you get all the judgments. Because mm. like when you smoke before your meditation, would you say you're high? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> like what's high and what's well, I think, I think that this is a great point to bring out because it's like there's so many people want to dissect cannabis and only take the parts that they want. So we live in this CBD craze culture and yeah. it's appropriate for us to have CBD because it doesn't get you high and therefore it's not bad for you. But like the THCA is still medicine. Like there's yeah. a component of that what the THC brings to you. And that, that's the aspect of it that expands your, your mind, expands your consciousness. So if you're talking about using cannabis for spirituality, you almost sort of need the THC to get you there. The other thing is that I have a pretty low tolerance to THC. So it doesn't, even though I smoke a lot more or I consume a lot more than the average Joe, I still have a pretty low tolerance to THC. So I could have five milligrams of, of relaxament on a plane and I would be like, you know, so open hot. mouth. I would be, I would be, well, I, if it was an edible, I'd be sleeping. Because I, because when I look at you at these meditations, it doesn't, like, I don't think I've ever seen you that high. But like, you don't feel what's happening in my body. Okay. It literally feels like I'm almost being electrocuted okay. inside my body. And that sounds intense, and it is, but it's also the coolest thing ever. Okay. And so I've learned now how to keep the highness out of my brain. Okay. And, and let it be in my body. But like sometimes, so if we think about when you consume cannabis, right, the mind energy goes <laughs> Can like you go this. tell Jeanette that right now? <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll go tell her. Jeanette's like, just, on get, the, just get it into your body. Jeanette's on this Rick Simpson oil for cancer. And yeah, it's... It's, it's working. It's, 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 uh, yeah, she's not here today. <laughs> Bless her, she's sleeping. Um, so the cannabis energy, it stirs the mind. That's what it does, right? And so when you have this experience of being high, then generally it's because it's in the brain and you're being social and you're high, you're euphoric, yeah. you're doing that type of thing. But when you're meditating with cannabis in your system then and you can quiet the thinking mind, then all of that energy that stirs up the yeah. thoughts stays in the body. But for me... So are you high right now? Um, no, I wouldn't say that I'm high right now. I can feel the effects of the microdose okay. that I have. But you've seen me high before. Yeah, but I, and that's where, I, so, so to me, high, like five milligrams for me on a Roximant, uh, on a plane, it, it's settling, but yeah, I mean, I've taken 20 milligrams of that mm. same pill, and that's, I ordered that's a pizza a <laughs> once I got to Chicago, <laughs> a deep dish, and it was like, yeah, I'm high. <laughs> it was yeah. like 1 a.m., what the fuck am I ordering a pizza for? <laughs> oh, I'm high. Um, that's high. But five milligrams, I guess for me, it was enough to, where I was like, what do I talk about? Mm -hmm. So literally, it was as if, and I don't really, you know, write a talk like with a pen, but I was just in my journal and it was like, oh, okay. So I wrote five talks on five topics and I shut my journal and the camp was in like three weeks. So I literally like, and I'm not looking for more summer camp gigs, so <laughs> if this hurts me, oh well. But it was one of those ideas of trying this and trusting it. Mm. One, I'm not, okay, cool. If they don't like me, bummer. But when else am I going to get to try this? Right. So I'm on the plane with Nolan and his friend three weeks later. And they're like, Dad, like, oh, we got the email, whatever. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I don't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> and this is me. I, I only have to do a few talks, like my whole career as a pastor, uh, so I have those down. And when I write a new talk, like I memorize it, I don't use notes. And it's, it's all like, I, yeah, I, it's, it's all thought through in my intellect very well. And 
I was like, yeah, I wrote them in my journal. And like, I literally was like, I felt like God gave this to me. Mm -hmm. And so then it was like, if God gave me this, why do I think I need to remember it and memorize it? And so I knew I needed a couple of videos and I had looked at it because I was like, oh, I need to pull this video. And then, you know, I got that to their tech team. I got out on the opening night and I've heard pastors do this all the time. And I'm going to call bullshit on most of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, God gave me this word today. And like, I mean, did God give it to you? Or are you just looking at a blank screen on, on Monday morning? Because Sunday's always coming. And it's just, and I'm not going to judge all of that. But I've said it where you're just like, oh, yeah, this is, no, God gave me this one 18 years ago. And I've been doing the same talk for, you know, 18 years at different churches. This was all new. And it was something I never said before. And I got up to this camp and it was just, looked at my journal and it was as if now i wasn't high out the talks because then i was like i wrote the talks high and on the summer camp speaker high in the middle of wisconsin i don't think it was legal either and my kids are there that could be a real disaster that's a real that's a recipe. hey mom yeah how's camp how's dad doing like he's high and he's not making sense um and on night one i was like one of the first times in years that i took a stage nervous mm. When you're like, it's not me up here, it's all you. And it wasn't anything I had prepared. I was just felt like I was obedient in this. Yeah. And then I was like, I knew it was good too. I didn't have to be like, hey, no, it was really good. And it was like, okay, tomorrow night, I did it Tuesday night, Wednesday night. And then on Thursday night, I looked at what was prepared and it was like, there's something different that I got. And it was just like I wrote it down and then I delivered it. And I can't say I've been invited back, so <laughs> the jury's still out. But no, I, I did. I, I, people said it was incredible. And it was just one of those ideas for me of I'm willing to trust something. I'm willing to quit my job to go see if this is going to work. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I can go get something else if that, that that's the mentality I've always kind of taken. But with cannabis, it's just like it's one of those big trusting things for me was can I do this during the day? because I liked who I was becoming at night. And it was like, well, can I, I remember having a conversation with friends, like, can we be high or use cannabis in the day and still be productive? Mm -hmm. And what we found is, yeah, there's many uses and to trust it, to trust what, whether it's a crazy ass idea or whether it's a big idea or whether that, but if you know where it's coming from, there's a reason you're given that. Mm -hmm. And I think if this whole thing expands your consciousness, expands your capacity for your belief in yourself yeah. because you know where that's the source of all that's coming from. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to say like, I, I want to do that kind of thing. That was, that was so much for me on those five days of my relationship with cannabis to go, okay, yeah, we're pretty good. Yeah. Like I trust you. I think that's the same experience with me with the meditations too. So it's like, I've now gotten to the point that I trust the, my meditations. And so, but it's really funny because every time that, you know, we're wanting to film or do a thing like, Hey, let's, how many different meditations do you have? And I'm not a meditation teacher, you know, like I've, I've read and studied a lot about meditation, but there are far, far more qualified people that teach and hold space for meditation. But what I do is I just walk people through my experience. And so when I'm holding meditations, it's literally different every single time. And so when I sit down and think like, what are the different types of meditations that I can do? Like, sure, I can focus on different things and I can direct people's minds to these different concepts of emotions and energy and the chakras and all, you know, whatever weird stuff I want to talk about. But like every single time I sit down and do one of these meditations, I, 
I mean, at risk of sounding like kind of a crazy person, like I, fe I feel the room and I feel the type of emotional state of being of everybody in the room. And so then I'm able to respond to that, but it's not really me. Like I don't, after the meditation, I don't really remember a lot of it. I might remember a key point of it yeah. or like a couple of things here, but it's like, that's such a, another great example of how the cannabis allows you to move out of the way, allows the ego that we've created the, you know, for me, the ego always represents in fear, which we've talked about a lot. And so if I would allow, if I wouldn't go in with cannabis, then it, the fear is very strong and very present. And so then the cannabis pulls that ego away. And so then I can just be open to whatever I'm supposed to say. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's the same thing. And you talk about like not wanting to do that on stage with no plans. And I'm like, put me on a stage with no plans. I can't yeah. wait. Just think about, talk about whatever comes up. Like that sounds amazing. But um, you know, that's, that's what, what we're doing here. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> and we're supposed to get to this uh, track. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So let's, uh, you know what? We're gonna come back next week with this track um, that we're handing out. And we're gonna go slide by slide on this track um, and tell you how we have arrived at, at what we put here on the screen. So, sound Sounds good? Sounds great, yeah, can't wait. All right, cool. see you next time. Cheers.